babies. I hope y'all are having an amazing week so far and that you and your loved ones are keeping well. I'm not sure how many of you know this out there, but I do have a book coming out on August 17th, 2021. Uh, That's this year, next month. (laughs) And, you know, I get really uncomfortable with self-promo, but it is something that I have to do. So I will be beating that drum over the next month or so. So um, my book is called Sometimes I Trip on How Happy We Could Be, and it is a memoir in essays. The title does come from my favorite Prince song, If I Was Your Girlfriend, from the best Prince album ever, Sign of the Times. And yes, of course, there is a chapter about the purple one. You know, the book looks at the ways pop culture and being raised as a Black girl in the South have shaped me into the person that you're listening to today. And thank you for listening. And there are so many different chapters in this book. There's a chapter about figuring out my relationship to church. There's a chapter about the scary parallels from my life to Kermit and Miss Piggy. A chapter called I Love Niles Crane, because I do. (laughs) I also talk about why HBCUs are so important to me, why I started dating white boys, and so much more. Like, I can't believe there's even more stuff than just that that I listed about, but there is. And I want you to go out and buy the book, please. The book has received starred reviews from Kirkus, Booklist, and the Library Journal so far. Those are kind of big deals in the publishing industries, and I was really looking forward to getting a Kirkus Start Review, even though I'm not supposed to say that, but it was a secret desire, and I got it, and I'm really excited and thrilled and nervous about it. The book is also the November pick for Roxane Gay's Audacious Book Club via Literati, so I hope you pre-order a copy through the book club or any independent bookstore. Any bookstore you go to, you can also request it from your library. That's awesome if you're not able to buy it. Library requests count. They're perfect. I admire them. I love them. I love libraries. Please go request it. I'll put some links in the description for your convenience, but you can find it anywhere. I also narrated the audiobook version, which I was surprised about that whole process because it is not like podcasting, let me tell you. But I did cry in a lot of parts of the book, but I also got really sexy when I was talking about Prince. So maybe that makes up for it somehow. I kind of seduced myself at one point. So if you could just (laughs) do me a favor, just do me a solid and go pre-order. Sometimes I trip on how happy we could be. It would make my life so much better. Okay, the self-promo is over, thank goodness, because I was a mess. Now we need to get on with the show. I love today's interview because even though this show, This Is Good For You, is all about the ways that we find pleasure without trying to monetize it or without monetizing it to the point of displeasure, I met today's guest when we were both doing something that we loved for pay. We were getting paid for it. I met Keisha T.K. Dutess when she joined Thursday Kit as our producer back in, gosh, I think late 2017, early 2018. T.K., as we know her in the business, she had no idea who we were talking about. She didn't know any of the dudes <laughs> that we were crushing on. She didn't know what me uh, or Bim, I don't want me, my co-host, were doing with the show. But she came on board fully and completely because her end goal for us and for herself, was to put out a quality show. 
And I think that's how TK approaches many of the things in her life. The overall journey may be new, but she knows she has the skills and the knowledge to get to each destination. And she's down to make the ride as interesting as possible. (laughs) So via Instagram, I've been watching TK pick up a new hobby in resin art and crafts. So she's like making these catch-all trays, candle holders, earrings, other different types of art that you can put on your bookshelves and things like that. And she has approached all of that with the same philosophy. It's a new experience, but she is giving herself the grace to have patience and to move forward with everything that she's doing so that, you know, she's just creating something until she feels satisfied with the results. TK is an incredible producer and extremely well-respected in the audio industry. She leads workshops and contributes to NPR's Life Kit. And it is very clear that however we need to get to a good end result, that's what we're going to do with as little bullshit as possible. But she also knows mistakes can happen. And you can either fix those mistakes or figure out how to make them into happy accidents. But either way, you're learning something for the next time. And I see all of that in the progress images of her resin art. So I wanted to talk to TK about this new craft and her previous hobby of making ice cream and what all of this means to her. This episode is sponsored by The Best Advice Show. It's easy to feel helpless as each new day breeds more uncertainty. The Best Advice Show, hosted by Zach Rosen, exists as a daily reminder that there are weird, delightful, and effective ways to survive and thrive in this world. In every episode of the show, a different contributor offers their own personal take on what they do to make their life better, healthier, saner, and more livable. Those contributors include the poet Hanif Adurabkib, the journalist Anne Friedman, and author Adrian Marie Brown. Subscribe to The Best Advice Show wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is also sponsored by Girlfriend Collective. Whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, swimming, or sitting on your couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes you feel your best in no matter what you're doing. Girlfriend Collective is sustainable, ethically made activewear for everyone. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. And their sizing is inclusive, ranging from extra, extra small to 6XL. Shout out to their best-selling leggings that are squat-proof, come with pockets, and have different levels of support, whether you need compression or comfort. I have a skort. I haven't worn a skort since I was a child, and it feels so good, so amazing. And I I really just wear it just to sit on the couch. So it's, it's great. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash thisisgood. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash thisisgood. I am Keisha T.K. Dutess, an audio producer and an avid hobbyist. How's that? I love it. Avid hobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> I, ne- I never met like a, a trinket or a thing I, I didn't want to try. <laughs> okay, so we met when you started producing Thursday Kit. 
and you had come from a totally different world into audio. Like, obviously, before Thursday Kid, Thursday Kid was nowhere near your first project, but like, you had been involved in healthcare. You were a nurse before, and then you moved into audio. And watching you produce our show and then watching you do your resin art. I see so many parallels. Really? Because, yes, because you came to Thursday Kit like, I have no idea who y'all are talking about, all these celebrities. I don't know who, none of these dudes. I don't know who y'all are talking about. <laughs> I don't even know, really know what y'all are trying to do with this. But I'm good at my job. I'm curious. I know how to take the things that I'm learning and apply it to what I'm doing because in the end, I want to put out a quality product. And I see you doing that with your resin arts. Like, you're just like, this is something new, but I've got skills from different parts of my life that can contribute to this. So can you tell me why resin art? How did you get started? What what was it about it that appealed to you? Well, you know, I like a lot of hobbies that people got now. It's like, you know, the result of the pandemic. Like, folks needed something to do. And, you know, like, a lot of my friends are artists, like, visual artists. And I was like, I want to try, but I don't know how to draw. Or I don't have the confidence in myself to, like, know how to draw or know how to, you know, make figures and and things that people recognize. But I always want whatever I do to be useful. So what could be useful, colorful, and fun and also work with my hands? And that was resin art. You know, you have to mix up... Part of it is math, which I also hate, so I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you got to measure the right amount of the liquid to the powder. Then you add colors, which I haven't even flexed my brain, you know, to learn about color mixing and things like that. But I just went on YouTube and I saw people doing it. And I was like, well, those people are mad regular. I'm mad regular. So, <laughs> like, I could try this. I could do this. And then it comes on the back of a million other things that I've tried. I've done furniture. I've sold vintage luggage. I've like, you know, so I've just tried stuff. And if I don't like it, I can always stop. Like that was, that was pretty much it for me. But the resin art also was part of, I live in a small space and I have to make the most of it. So I make the trays, little tiny trays. And I could make a hundred of them before I run out of space. But like, I can't make a giant you know, whatever, like something to hang on your wall. I just never, I don't have that room and people seem to like it. So, you know, once I make it, I make a hundred of them, I give away a hundred of them. It makes people happy. It makes me happy, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why resin art. I got one of your trays. I was surprised and received one of your trays. It's purple with some door knocker earrings embedded yes. in it because, you know, I love my door knocker hoops. And then it was a tea light holder or candle holder, which I love that I use. I have it on my little candle. Um, I don't want to call it an altar, but basically that is where I light my shit and be like, bring this to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I loved it. It was a lovely surprise. And so I also want to ask you, why is it important for you to share your art with your friends and family and your loved ones? Because, like, I like getting things. (laughs) So that means somebody else likes getting things, right? Like, you know, when you go to your mailbox, it can't just be all Amazon. Because I I know that's coming. I ordered that. But if I send you a surprise, like what you got, or, like, and something that shows that there was, like, thought and care put into it, you know, yours is 
purple with the door knockers. And in my mind, I was like mixing up the powder and the liquid and the color. And I was like, ooh, this is for Nicole. You know, <laughs> like that was all my spirit. And it just makes me happy. Even if you thought it was ugly, like it would just make me happy to send it to you. Whether you <laughs> receive it well is a whole nother thing. But I just love... You know, I love receiving stuff, so I assume other people love to receive stuff. And it just makes me happy. And then when y'all get the message, you know, y'all hit me back and be like, oh, I got it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, hey. <laughs> I love that because it is a little thrill, right? When you send something out into the world and then somebody gives you some really positive feedback. Yeah. What other kind of research did you do? And, like, what was the thing that made you realize, yes, I can actually, for real, for real, do this, and it was no longer just an idea? It was when I I was looking at stuff in my house, and, like, I love vintage items. So, like, I go antiquing when I go out of town. I love an antique store. And I'm just like, man, there's only one of this thing. How can I make more? So then I try to reverse engineer the process. So I don't know. My issue is, as a person that's not in the field of whatever hobby I'm doing at the moment, I don't know the keywords to Google. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, wait, this is a plate. How does a plate get made? Um, Somebody either made it with their hands or they what? Oh, they have a mold. And that's how you make more of one thing. So then what goes into a mold? Silicone. Boom. Keyword, silicone. You know, then I, like, I just start working it backwards. And, um... I'd be on YouTube <laughs> before I start something. I would say, and this happened with when I did my ice cream hobby, which I'm going back to. I was on YouTube for like three months before I even started the hobby. Like just looking at stuff, seeing what these folks were doing, checking out like, oh, what's the best product? Also re- product reviews, because people tell you what's really real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I hope that someone in my community might know like how to do this. Or I go on social. TikTok is great for that. And now Instagram Reels. Because like people will tell you, show you the process. So then I follow their process and see where I messed up. Try to do it again. And a lot of the first pieces that I like send away are like, they're all tests because I don't know how to do this. (laughs) So like, I hope people don't feel bad or feel ways. Like they're like, oh, TK gave me this, you know, test piece that she made. But like, it looks a little bit like a person that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. And then, you know, I'm six months later and I'm giving away pieces that look nicer. And I don't you know, I just hope I'm saying it out loud to anyone. <laughs> Listen, the shit was made with love. And, you know, a nigga gets better over time is what I'm saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I got. No, but I think that's still good because it's like... A lot of times when we have things that we consider mistakes or not as good, we either throw them away or keep them tucked away so nobody else can see them. So the fact that you are still sharing something that is not perfect is significant in and of itself because it's like, I trust you to be vulnerable with my mistakes. You know, I am trusting you to like hold on to something that is not the best part of me. And and that's that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) I felt that way and I really was anguished over that part Mm because I was like, oh, man, because I like also posting them on social. And sometimes I'll tag the person I send it to and sometimes I won't because I'm like not sure how the previous person that got something will take it because of that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. but like you said, you know, I'm just giving a part of myself. So hope it's well received no Mm -hmm. matter when the person receives it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about reverse engineering your hobbies. And I, I guess I also want to know, is that also how you produce? 
when when I first got to Thirst Aid Kit, that was part of it. You know, like, what do I know? What do I need to fill in the blanks? And who can I ask? Because like, like you said, I didn't know these dudes. Okay, so who's... Well, I know Jake Jalen Hall, but... <laughs> But Timothy Chalamet or something like that. I was like, oh, child, this, okay, well. um." (laughs) Just for the record, we did not talk about Timothy Chalamet because he is too young, but. (laughs) I don't know. See, he's just a random, just a name name that popped up that was like, question mark. But, you know, (laughs) that's like, I I would work the issue backwards. And then I would be like, listen to y'all say, what do they see in this person? Let me go see if I see the same thing. And when I'm building the tape or adding embellishments and audio and clips. I'm like, oh, I see it now. French fry of a man. There yes, he goes. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that little clip. Let me get that little clip. And then I just work it backwards. And that came into play when I also did a podcast for a tech company. I did a plus size women podcast. All like communities that I'm not quote unquote part of. But it also shows my whole thing is as a person that has been stereotyped and fit into, you know, people like like literally, I see them, I feel them waiting to put me in a box, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, TK, she's very black about stuff and we'll just wait for some black program to put her on. And I just was, I'm like, yo, do I know how to turn on this computer, work this microphone and edit this thing? Just give me the damn job. So like I do a like I do a lot of different jobs, just like I do a lot of different hobbies to show people that it's possible and that literally you don't need I don't need to know about these men. I don't need to know about, you know, artificial intelligence. I don't need to know the giant size bras that women need. I just need to respect the topic and treat it in a way that I would like to hear it reflected back to myself. And also I come to it as an audience member then, right? So if I, a person that doesn't know what y'all are talking about, am amused, then I did my job right. And then I did my job in highlighting the host properly, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just dropped so many different jewels. Uh, <laughs> and I hope that our listeners can take what you've said and apply that to the different new areas of their lives. What do I know? What do I need to know? And how can I fill in those blanks with the information that I've just gathered and collected? And that's how people can approach any hobby or any other skills in their life. So that was great. Look at you. (laughs) I was just like, I'm learning shit too. Uh, Okay. So the resin art, though, um, you talked about the liquid and the powder. And like, Mm -hmm. what are those things? Because I also see you posting like a gas filter kind of thing you're wearing that yeah the mask that we all the n95s that we've been wearing for you know corona uh, (laughs) um turns out they're good for filtering like the toxins in the product so i use two so i use epoxy resin which is the one that looks like plastic which is kind of like what y'all have in your cups and and little plates and things, plasticky looking things. And people do lots of different things with them. And then the one that I I think I prefer more is called Aqua Resin. And online, you could find it under Jesmonite. And it's weird because in the UK, it's known as Jesmonite and it's not available here in the US. But in the US, it's called Aqua Resin. And once I learned that, so I also learned by trial and error, I went on Etsy, I got me a starter kit for like 80 American dollars. Because I didn't know. And then someone was like, you know, I went in a forum and I was like, I got this starter kit. 
but it's expensive. I don't know if I could keep up with this hobby. And they were like, girl, you live in the U.S. Look up aqua resin. It's the same thing. And then I got like a gallon (laughs) for the same price that I got like a pint, you know? And that one comes out more of a like ceramic, like a plaster. And I think that's more, I don't know, it just feels more like art, you know? Like I see my friends that do proper uh, pottery and uh, I don't have the space and I don't have the money to do that. But a lot of the techniques are similar. So um, I use the aqua resin because it comes out as like a plaster and it feels like something you would, you know, like something you would hang, something you would just feels like a plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels it feels instead of like a plastic tumbler, which is what the epoxy comes out as. So that's what I use. And so that is a two-part situation, a powder and a liquid. I mix it together by the ratio, whatever ratio, you know, it calls for. And then add the color. And sometimes I add a, it sets really fast within like 15 minutes. So at first I was like, I got to work fast. And my brain couldn't keep up with, okay, how do I mix this? Add the color, do the other things I want to do. So like I would have cups of basically concrete. And I I was just wasting money. I was like, yo... I can't keep up. I'm wasting tons of money because I can't do this fast enough. And then I learned about aqua resin retarder. You put a couple drops in, then you, I could use it for like an hour. I could use it for like 45 minutes. I could still pour it. And then it just takes a little longer to set, but I, I have more options. So I had to learn that the hard way because all my stuff was just like, well, what you going to do? You just going to sit here with a cup of concrete? Who am I going to give that to? That's no fun. <laughs> Do you sketch out your ideas beforehand of what you want to do with the molds? Like, how do you figure out what color you're going to use? And sometimes I see you using the gold foil and the different types of, like, flakes and stuff in there. So how do you prepare for your projects? I should sketch. Like, I don't know. It's like I don't I don't trust myself. So I just kind of go freestyle with it right now. Mm-hmm. Or the, I, I just don't have the amount of skills yet that I want to write things down. But now, you know, you write, fine, I'm Mm going to sketch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start sketching. But I just think about, I see designs in the world and I'm like, ooh, can I reproduce that? Or I'm like, well, what would happen if I put hot glue I'm going to post to y'all what happened when I put hot glue in a mold. Um, Uh. (laughs) It wasn't terrible, but it's not cute, you know? So I was like, how do I save this? So I literally, right now, I'm still in the trial phase. I'm not planning anything. So everything I do is just like, "Eh, what happens if? What happens if? And if if I really like something and I want to salvage it, I might do something like break it, put it back in the mold and pour new like a new color or a new like section of aqua resin over it, then I have like a two-tone thing or a three-tone thing or something with layers. There's also sanding. So then I'll sand down till I get to the level I want. You could put paint chips, you could put little bits of things, you know? So um, I'm just kind of still trying yet right now. Mm. And you talked about that you started this hobby as a result of the pandemic. And so what has it done for you? Keeps me off the internet um, <laughs> because that is a toxic place. So I noticed that when I'm doing it, my hands are busy and they're dirty. I can't handle my phone. I can't, I don't want to touch my laptop. I don't want to take the mask off. So then I realized, oh, wow, four hours has just gone by. 
and I didn't get into a fight with anyone on the internet or, or you know, or a piece of news didn't piss me off or I didn't find out someone died, you know, like, which is what every five minutes we were finding out. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is mainly what it does. And also stress free. Um, Sometimes I'll I don't know how to meditate, y'all. I think I want to. I try. I do the guided ones, y'all. And those are cool. But it just doesn't call to me. Like, I need to be doing something. So I notice that when I'm upset, I make uglier things when I'm upset. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm quieter after. And if I go back to it the next day, I'll make something nicer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a direct result, like, of all the energy that I have and how I feel. I, like, put it all into the thing. Like, I really just be, sometimes, I'll just pour it out. And it just really be butt ugly, y'all. And, <laughs> and I'm just really, str- at the end, I'm like struggling. I'm like, oh, girl, what were you thinking? And I'm like, girl, you was mad at that nigga. Like, that's what you were thinking. <laughs> like, you, you were mad at this person. And you were mad at that person. But four hours later, how could you be mad? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, and then, I, you know, you unmold it, you demold it. And it's like, oh, it's like, this is cute. And even when I was making ice cream, it was liquid when I put it in the freezer. It's solid now. This is nice. And I get a treat. So all that anger becomes transmuted into some other more pleasant thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about resin art, but you also were making ice cream before the resin art. I remember. And it was like TK's revolution via ice cream. What was what oh, was yeah. it? Uh, ice cream as resistance. Yes, ice cream as resistance. So how did you get into ice cream? Why ice cream? I love ice cream, but also... I was poor. Um, so so I couldn't, like the Haagen-Dazs, the one I like, you know, I have expensive taste and a lean pocket. So all the ice cream that I like, Talenti, Haagen-Dazs, these are six, $7 pints. And, you know, there was a lot of overeating happening at the beginning of the pandemic, also in just in my life in general, but definitely at the beginning of pandemic. I think one week, like in the first month or so, like one week, I might have bought a pint a day and then I did the math and I was like yeah I just spent like I don't know $35 on ice cream for no reason just because I feel like I have no control over any other part of my life right now like a lot of people felt yeah um I was out here wasting money and then I remembered something someone said you know in in one of these like health memes or something or even like a maybe like a diet group, it was that if you make something, even like junk food, if you make it yourself, it's infinitely healthier, with air quotes, um, (laughs) than buying it because preservatives and all that other stuff. So then I started down that path of, okay, well, what does it mean to make ice cream? Can't be no more than I look, you know, like if you buy good ice cream, then it's going to be milk, eggs, sugar, whatever fruit or thing flavor is in it if it's good right if it's cheap ice cream is going to have a whole bunch of words you don't understand and, and things in it so i was like if it's at basic vanilla is milk sugar if you do eggs i don't do eggs in my ice cream but if you do eggs eggs vanilla from the bean or extract and then you freeze it i was like it can't be hard can't be can't be <laughs> so then i tried it i started with my freezer doing it in a pan then i graduated to one of those um, ice cream makers that have like that water, that solution inside that you have to freeze the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that did not work out too well. I would just let everybody know, like, just skip that one. Skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> then I bought one. It sounds complicated, but it's not a thermoelectric one, which just means there's a freezing element inside. 
and you plug it in and pour the cream solution and just it's going to churn until it's ready. And that is better than the freezer and because air has to go inside of ice cream to like basically think of whipped cream, but if you kept on whipping the cream. Mm. So the churn continues to add air to the liquid. And then while it's freezing, it becomes solid. So that's what I graduated to. And then I wanted more. I wanted to make more Mm. at once. So then I got a bigger one. So I would say... I stopped short of having a restaurant grade ice cream maker. Like I'm like two <laughs> steps below restaurant grade at the moment and I love it. It's in I sat in my kitchen right now. I can't wait to get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite flavor that you made? And then what has been your favorite resin art that you've made? Mm. Favorite flavor. Anything with fruit. I did a peach like a fake peach cobbler one. Oh, strawberry is always a good, you know, and you can impress people easily with strawberry. It's a thing like they know it, but if you make it homemade and it's like so much better. Cause like, I don't know, man, you can impress people with strawberry y'all just go ahead. (laughs) Strawberry. That's the one to impress people. And then of the resin art, I don't have any faves yet. Because I keep giving them away. (laughs) So I feel like that's like telling me to keep going, keep trying. Once I stop giving them away, I'll I'll know that like, this is the one. Stop right here. You like this. Mm. Make more. Make more of this for you. I mentioned earlier seeing how the different parts of your life have been reflected in the way you approach resin. How has doing the art affected the way you approach other parts of your life, if it has at all? I would say I, I try more stuff. Like, I, I'll try to step out of my comfort zone. I'll be more welcoming of certain things because I'm like, it's going to work out in the end, you know? Like, also, no, nothing is permanent. So I think uh, I'm less rigid than I was before, willing to try new things. I'm also a little bit more willing to take a L, you know? Like, well, it didn't work. This job didn't work relationship didn't work. Making this tray didn't work. This ice cream came out like vomit. Didn't work. Try again, you know? So I would say that's how it's informing my life right now, my spirit. That's beautiful, man. That's so lovely. I'm not 100% there yet, child, but... (laughs) That's still good, though. That's still... I think that is, like, all a part of why we do hobbies overall. Like... It's just, it feels good, but also we're taking something into different parts of our lives. We're taking this craft, this dance routine, this whatever into something else in our life and then like benefiting from it. Uh, You also have a lot of artist friends. And so how has being around so many artists and then trying something that is so artistic how are those things speaking to each other? <laughs> yeah. It was scary at first because I thought they were, you know, going to, I guess, we're all scared people are going to judge us. I really would thought the art friends were, like, I was scared of them judging me. And 
So I would just leave it there. Like if you happen to come over or if I know you like that and you you see it or I show you, I don't say much. I'll just be like, I made a thing like a five year old. <laughs> and then I just wait for to see what they would say. And sometimes I realize, whoa, they see the vision. Like they're like, oh, this is abstract. Or I see this. You tried to you made a forest here. And I'm like, yeah, I tried to make a forest. That was my forest. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And then I just get really happy. Whether or not they say they like it is a different thing. And I don't. I honestly don't care if they like it. I just care that they see what I was trying to do. Mm. Because, like, I have artist friends that I love them, and I love that they make art. I don't necessarily love their art, mm-hmm. you know? So you, so I, I get it. I get it from both directions. So no one has approached me crazy or has said anything that was less than kind. And I approach them with that same energy. I'm like, yo, this is... This is different. This is, intrigues me. This makes me think, how did you do that? So then it makes me think of ways I could approach that in my, in my audio work too. You know, like I don't listen to everything, but if I listen to something and it's new to me, I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about this, but you did it, A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it made me think, how did you get that? How did you get that effect? How did you, whatever, you know? So... That's yeah, that's how folks have have reacted and that's how I'm taking it into my into my world. I love it. I love it. TK, where can um the listeners find you? Yeah. At Tasty Quiche, T-A-S-T-Y-K-E-I-S-H on Twitter and Instagram. I have not mastered the TikToks yet. I have an account, but it has th- three terrible videos on it just because I was I was trying. And yeah. <laughs> it is not my medium. However, I need the account to go look at other stuff. So, <laughs> so don't go, don't go follow me there. So, uh, Tasty Keisha at other social platforms and say hi on one of my art posts if you hear this. <laughs> and now it's time for today's indulgence. Something that you can enjoy without fear of guilt or shame or being picked on. Today's indulgence is checking on your money as often as you want. So every Monday, I get a text alert from my bank letting me know the balance of my checking account. But I always immediately log into my account to double check. Recently, I was doing my double check due diligence and saw a couple of charges that I did not recognize. Someone had duped my card info and sent money to a foreign country. Because I'm so paranoid about my money, I was able to catch this charge almost immediately and file the necessary claims to get it reversed. Those processes went very smoothly, and I'm grateful for all of that. But the whole thing reminded me of this time that this one guy who was trying to be an unsolicited mentor— And listen, when I say unsolicited, I was not asking for this advice, okay? But he told me I should not check my account balances too often because, quote unquote, you should know how much money you have. He was trying to make me feel irresponsible, trying to make me feel like I spent money foolishly or that I wasn't careful, and also just trying to make me feel like poor in the way that people think being poor means that you are a bad person and being poor and being a bad person are not necessarily the same thing at all. But I told him thieves, including the banks themselves, count on people not checking their accounts regularly or at least not until it's too late. 
So I have lived check to check for a very long time. And I know what it's like when the bank tries to charge you an insufficient fund fee, even though your deposit hit the same time as the charge that they're pulling the money for. I also know what it's like when the bill you have on autopay charges you twice. So don't be afraid to check your money multiple times a week, even in a day. It's your money. You have the right to know what it's doing, what's going on in your accounts, and it does not make you irresponsible. I would advise you to check your mobile banking options and see if you can get text alerts on your balance because that's really helpful for me. I don't know. It just makes me feel good. I feel more fiscally responsible. So look for that. Take advantage of all the options that you can. Also, check on your credit card balances and your credit card payments if you have them, especially if you have them on auto pay, because sometimes those payments aren't necessarily contributing to paying down your balance. They're just paying off the fees. So you want to go in and make sure that you're doing what you want to be doing and not just like feeding the bank and feeding the fees. Check your money as often as you like. You are being careful when you keep checking on your money. And hopefully that means you can catch any mistakes quickly and get them resolved quickly. This has been your indulgence. You have been absolved. This is Good For You is hosted by me, Nicole Perkins, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver. Our editor is Brandon Grugel. And our executive producers are Amanda McLaughlin and me. Our theme was created by Don Will, and our art is by Jessica E. Boyd. You can follow the show at This Is Good Pod, and you can follow me at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, whiskey with an E, woman. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon, especially to our supporting producer-level patrons, Chelsea, Conchetta, Courtney, and Elizabeth. To get exclusive rewards like stickers, monthly playlists curated by me, and even custom drabbles written just for you, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash thisisgoodpod. This was good for me. Was it good for you? <laughs>